Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show. I am very pleased to have invited Irina Devi, who is the founder of Fragrant Wellness. She is a woman's pleasure coach. She's a holistic certified aromatherapist and a love and intimacy counselor. She's also now offering couples counseling as well to her rather large repertoire. She's a very interesting woman. She's going to be sharing with us the work that she does across the board, but primarily her work with women in groups because she's been able to have quite a beautiful influence on women, getting in touch with their bodies, getting in touch with self-healing, self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, all those things that through our society and its normal course of events really does not uphold the feminine in general and women in particular as the embodiment of the feminine or the feminine aspect of men for that matter. So Irina is doing such beautiful work and we really wanted to have her on the show to share with all of you what it is she's doing and how she goes about doing it. So, Arena, welcome to A Better World. A pleasure to have you. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mitchell. Thank you so much for such a warm introduction, and you captured my work so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I've been paying attention. <laughs> it's the good. Time I hear. Yeah, it's the first time I hear a man to describe feminine embodiment in such a beautiful way. It truly warms my heart. Uh. Oh, well, thank you. Well, number one, you've communicated it well already. And number two, I have an intuitive feeling. I have a well-developed yin arena. So, you know. <laughs> well, you see, so I have a particular... Yeah, feel for what you're doing, and I really do appreciate it. Not to mention some of our own, our Taoist training and spiritual training has been, and holistic healing training has been along the same pathways. So I have a particular, you could say, intimacy with the work you do. So thank you. Thank you. That's, so, that's why I have a complete faith in you interviewing me. Ah, uh, good. On a show. I'm so glad. That's for our Russian audience. Um, so, good, good, good. Well, I'm so glad. Well, Arena, you know, you've come into this world to fulfill, you know, a mission. I mean, you are very clearly on a mission, and that's why I responded really very warmly to you, because I like when people have a real sense of purpose, I feel it's, and values. And the work you've been doing very clearly articulates those, and one could kind of feel it in the uh, in the airwaves, you know. And so, would you tell mm-hmm. us, um, you know, tell us in your words what you feel you want and have been bringing to the table for people for really quite some time now? Well, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Mitchell, I feel that I came into this world with a very clear assignment on my life. It took me a while to figure out. It took me a while. I had to go through a series of heartbreaking experiences and quite some suffering in my life 
to be broken open and finally accept my mission and yeah. coming to peace with that uh, because um, I always felt I was different uh, in a way that I perceived things differently. I had a very heightened sense of intuition since I was a yeah. little girl. I wanted to be a leader. Or I had to be in front of the line all the time. I had this drive <laughs> to achieve, to yeah. succeed. So I have that masculine in yeah. me. But that leadership yeah. quality, I, I was born with it. And I did not know how to gear my energy and what my purpose was uh, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah so uh, I, I just want to share before I jump into my work and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, I would like to share a personal story, if, if that's okay. Oh, of course, of course, please do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was married, and um, <laughs> it was not a happy marriage. I went through a lot of struggle with my former partner, where the struggle was in all areas of our relationship, really. Um, it was one of those, um, because I come from a culture where we get married very young. It's an expectation of a woman to to be married at 21 or 22 uh, because uh, she's considered to be like an old maid uh, if, if she's oh. not married by that wow. time. This is and, Ukraine, yeah. correct? Um, yes. Ukraine, Russia, because I come from former Soviet Union. It was still one country. Yes. Uh, sure. So, yeah, it's pretty much was across, across the board that a woman should be married by age of 21 and, and pregnant and cooking meals for her husband. So that was the, yeah. that was the expectation, right? That was the setup, and yeah. It's a setup, and we all know how cultural conditioning, and uh, it's it's just embedded in us. It's embedded. It's, it's tattooed in our soul, almost. Right? Yes. It's, it's yes. Again, really separated. It's, At least right. our brain. Yeah. Yeah. Our brain, right? I'm sorry. Yes, I should have said brain. No, no. Um, yeah, and um, yes. So that was the expectation, and I did marry without being fully aware of my feelings for this person. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, we had trouble, uh, financial trouble. We had uh, trouble in uh, our intimacy, uh, in our sex life. We, it was tr- a lot of trust issues, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, abusive language. At that point, I had uh, my three-year-old uh, daughter. So I ran. I ran from that marriage, and thank God I had that free spirit and that courage to pack my bags yeah. and leave. Mm-hmm. Leave from that relationship. All I wanted is to be away. I knew that I don't want to have it that way anymore. I did not know where I was going. I settled mm-hmm. in one bedroom apartment on an air mattress with a three year old toddler. And she wasn't even three yet. And basically empty walls. uh, And that's where I stayed, on an empty mattress, uh, air mattress. Oh, my. Was was this still in Ukraine, Arena, or was this in New York? No. No, it was in New York. It was here. In New York, okay. Yes. I was broken and heartbroken, broke financially. I did not Mm -hmm. have anything. And all I knew is I was responsible for another life. And I knew I had to make it work. I knew I had to rise. And 
overcome whatever I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. And that's a lot of that breaking through, a lot of revelations came to me at that point in my life. I started reevaluating relationships. I started reevaluating women's role in relationship, men's role in the relationship. I started looking at ancestral healing and my own trauma that I brought into that relationship and um, taking responsibility for marrying that man that I should not have married in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where a lot of healing and my journey started, looking at relationships, sure. looking at intimacy, uh, understanding what, what it is like to be an empowered woman. Is it only living from your masculine and achieving and succeeding and making money, or is it really dropping yes. for your heart as well, right? right. So that was <laughs> my – this is, this is kind of what laid the foundation for the work that I do uh, with women, with couples, and that's why I chose this area of expertise, which is a very vulnerable oh, yes. area, intimacy, uh, communication, sexuality, healing, all these things are just uh, very intimate, Truly. very private, right? Very much so. I, I know I, mm-hmm. as, a, as a long-time therapist dealing, and couples counselor, dealing with these intimate issues uh, of, of love, of vulnerability, of sex and sexual practices and uh, what that all means and the psychosexual, psycho-emotional aspects of this, the role of the body, the role of, of nonverbal behavior and communication, all of this figures in. But I really want to kind of just circle back to this very powerful story arena that you just shared with us and say because you felt so alone and that's the nature of being um, – a leader of stepping out of the norm as you did so bravely and courageously, there is a feeling of aloneness and oftentimes loneliness. It really goes with it. However, if I may offer you this and something you no doubt really know, but what you did is part of an archetype, uh, perhaps several, but it's certainly the wounded healer. And that is an archetype that Carl Jung speaks about at great length uh, and is emblematic of people who go into the healing arts, like myself. It comes from an early childhood wound or trauma. Sometimes they're the same thing. And our own desire ultimately to heal ourselves. And we do that by working with other people which helps us also heal ourselves, although hopefully we've done a lot of inner work ourselves before we get to the point of working with others as well. So you are part of a club. You're part of a community um, that goes back to ancient times. It's part of the shamanic imagery, by the way, the shamanic archetype where the, uh, the, the shaman was someone who was in his clan or her clan a sometimes a schizophrenic sometimes physically wounded and through their process of self-healing developed the skill of healing and the understanding and the empowerment you use such an important word and that empowers then to help others so 
welcome. <laughs> I just wanted to say <laughs> that you are really part of a much. <laughs> it's now official. <laughs> it was official before this, but you know, I'm just, I'm just granting the. No, I'm playing with you, but you know, you are, you know, truly part of this actually ever widening and very beautiful circle that's extremely humane and very vulnerable and provides in a tremendous service to the planet. So, any that's my little spiel. But I wanted to say that to you. I. You inspired me to share that with, with the, you and the audience because of your uh, powerful personal journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mitchell. And um, I, uh, like I said, it it just it started as a personal quest uh, and commitment to live a better life, healing yeah. myself, uh, healing my relationship with my parents, my traumas, old childhood experiences, yeah. being aware of my triggers, of my core wounds, uh, and the healing never stops. Uh, you know, there's no magic wand uh, that can take care of everything. I feel that um, the more layers we feel, there's, <laughs> there's just another layer. There's always another yeah. layer, and it's okay. It's a process. There's, it's never an yeah. end product, but uh, also understanding yeah. that, okay, well, this is happening with us. This is, this is part of my healing and uh, part of growing pains but also I have my life that I want to live in a certain way so mm-hmm. stepping out of that wound and also taking charge of your life I feel that's my yes. empowerment is right um, very true yeah very true mm-hmm. yeah and you've done that you you've come the distance there are some people who get caught along the way and they get, you know, what we call emotionally arrested. And they are unable to go beyond, to heal, to transform, to transcend. And they get stuck and go around and around in circles. And you have kept journeying, adventuring, and then opening up that vulnerable, beautiful space to others. So, you know, would you tell us a little bit about what goes on in your group work? Okay, so my group is called La Femme Rose, <laughs> and uh, La Femme in French means a woman, and yeah, Rose is dated back to, you know, uh, Sacred Geometry, Mary Magdalene, sure. and uh, yes, uh, so there's, there's a history behind the, the, the group's name, uh, which is inspirational, right? And uh, my the three words that I use for my La Femme Rose network is inspiration, empowerment, and community. Mm-hmm. And how I came about uh, to, to create this kind of vision is um, I feel we all need an inspiration in our life. Yes. We all need uh, that, that, that kind of inspiration to break free from limiting beliefs, to embrace who we are, Light our darkness, our healing patterns, accept ourselves. And we need a little push, a little inspiration. Okay? And where yeah. does it come from? It also comes from being awakened, being empowerment, doing the work. Mm-hmm. So the next step is empowerment. And it's a power to create the life you deserve, the life that you want. 
Okay. And how do you do that? How do you do that? You, their practices, their beautiful Taoist, uh, I personally love Taoist teachings, Taoist practices that I bring into my healing uh, techniques. Mm -hmm. And I also teach a lot of self-love techniques, personal development techniques. Uh, This is done through one-on-one coaching women's circles where we get together on a monthly basis and we share, we connect with one another, we create a safe space mm-hmm. where our vulnerable hearts are free to be who we are and to be accepted for all our emotions and expressions as women. In this world, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have that. We don't have Very that. Very true. So that's why I feel like women's circles is a way for for a woman to drop back into her heart, to really experience that connection with other women, breaking free of competition, just seeing a a woman, another woman for who she is, another beautiful warrior, another healer in this world, and work and, and really creating that sense of community, which is my next uh, word and uh, that yeah. I use is community. Yeah. Creating a sense of community where we help each other to grow, to empower, to inspire one another, to share, to uplift, to hold space, to listen, to listen yeah. and just be there so we don't feel lonely. Like you said, there's this feeling of loneliness sometimes. It's we live in this big city with so many people and oftentimes I say the city is very lonely because everyone is in their own space. And it's rarely an opportunity to connect with people in an authentic way and be who we are and feel safe to be who we are and expose our vulnerability. So community is an integral part of my network. And I have a Facebook group, uh, La Femme Rose Conscious Women Community, that you can search mm-hmm. on Facebook. You can, you can um, join. You can request. It's a closed group. And we share inspirations and empowerment and classes and workshops and uh, so psychic people can... So the women that are stepping up and – and actually, this is part of the process for me not to position myself as a leader and say, okay, I'm in charge here, but create a community where we all come yes. together in our talent Beautiful. and feel safe to share. A lot of times women have the talent and have the inspiration, but they still not cognitive being the societal expectation that a woman is not supposed to be acting full out <laughs> a woman yes, supposed yes, to kind of yes. keep fully uh, expressed quiet, you, you know? could say fully, fully expressed. expressed too so are you saying so, people can simply go to facebook and put in a search for la femme rose l a space f e m m e space rose conscious right? women community yes And they can join. Because we have people listening from all over the world, Uh, Arena. I was about to call you Rose. (laughs) Arena. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, with Facebook, you know, uh, people can come in from wherever, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any women, any – 
you know, any age, any color, any religion, yes. anywhere you are in the world, you come and you are yes. accepted, you you share and yeah, so we and we do a lot of live events where uh we go and talk about uh, intimacy and money <laughs> and yes, uh-huh. and sexuality and yeah. we do psychic readings uh, i do heart-to-heart talks about relationships in the group so and it's free this content is free to um to access for any woman in the world uh, like i said it's all about supporting each other understanding you're yeah. not alone. You don't have to be alone. There are people you can reach out to. And um, if you're in New York City area, we also hold socials. I, I call them ephemeral socials. And uh, these are also free events where we come together a few times a year as a community. We share food and we uh, make connections as friends, as business partners, as you know, networking for clients, uh, networking. Yes, uh, absolutely. So we don't limit uh, to anything. So even if you don't have a business or practice and you work nine to five job, you're welcome to just connect, uh, come to a gathering, share. They always fun. They always engaging and we share food, lots of love. Uh, Yeah. um, Those those are always fun. And we, we learn how to connect to each other from the heart, which is very different from network events where you go typically with your business yeah. card uh, and kind of start giving out your business card. You have a goal, you have an agenda, and it's very directed, very masculine way uh, of doing things, which is, you know, nothing wrong with that. There's time and place no. for that. But uh, this right. is just a new paradigm. It's a new way of being and relating this to one another. This is now working through the heart. Yes. Exactly. Not like, oh, let me just give you a business card, hope you call me and I can get something out of you. But maybe we can build a relationship, a friendship, uh, do things together, uh, collaborate. uh, Maybe you can come visit me on my vibration. Yes. (laughs) Come visit me on my frequency. (laughs) Yes. So that's uh, that's the socials uh, that we that's have. Beautiful. We also have women's circles uh, monthly. They post mm-hmm. it on my website and post it on my Eventbrite page and my Instagram at Fragrant Wellness. You can see all the events, all the circles that we post every month is a different theme. But we do a lot of self-love, a lot of connection practices, uh, sharing, yeah, Taoist um, yeah, uh, practices. Like next month, for example, we have JDAG, uh, working with the JDAG on healing uh, our endocrine system, healing our uh-huh. relationships with our body. So, you know, there's more information. I'm not going to go into detail, but, uh, sure. you know, there are different aspects um, of the circles and different themes that we share. Yes. And then we offer classes, of course. There are classes on different topics. We offer retreats. So it's a journey. <laughs> Basically, it's not yeah. just uh, yeah. one thing. It's a community. It's a journey. There are many ways sure. of connecting and belonging and sharing your talents and aspirations with one another. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I mean, one of them, if I may bring up, is uh, that you sent to me is the wisdom of menstruation and womanhood. And so it's so obvious that you are reaching down deep into the very essence of femininity 
and helping mm-hmm. to to bring it into a an embraced light because for so long, if you think about it, women's bodies, uh, besides being available for reproduction or just for fun for men, if you will, if you think about, you know, the archetype right. of the brothel mm-hmm. and the prostitute or, you know, uh, you know, Mother Mary or the wife. Those are sort of the three that have been kind of granted to women in, by and large. And you are dignifying the entire woman's cycle, if you will, and uh, pulling it out of shame. And this is a deeply embedded perspective that I think has been part of the Western European inheritance for all people as a function of a number of different factors. I'm not going to go into that. And mm-hmm. what I see you doing, Irina, is helping to <laughs> redeem, <laughs> to use an interesting theological word, uh, to <laughs> redeem that, to to bring it forward into the light of day so it's freed up those uh, sort of psychological and emotional shackles that have been there for mm-hmm. thousands of years, literally thousands of years. This is a powerful work you're doing. Yes, uh, thank you for acknowledging this, uh, Mitchell, absolutely. And I feel that uh, we've been, like you said, for so many centuries disconnected from our bodies and uh, not allowed to feel the pleasure that we hold within our temples. I call our body uh, our temple. And woman's uh, womb is a powerful space. Uh, it's a powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> that's where. Yes, uh, that's right. a place of creation. It's a it's a place where life begins. Uh, uh, it's right. a source of creative energy and chi. And uh, so it, it's just a, it's, it's a right. beautiful, beautiful space where um, women so often disconnected from and yes. in many cultures women don't even know the uh, autonomy of their reproductive uh, organs and how it works right the anatomy uh, the anatomy they go right to the doctor exactly. yeah yeah uh, anatomy yes and they they don't uh, yeah so this is this is this is very important work where uh, what is what is it like being a woman uh, what does it mean to you being a woman? Dropping into your heart and embracing your sexual energy as well. And something like menstruation, there's so much wisdom in there. I know in ancient cultures like shamanic traditions, when women were menstruating, they were asked to report their dreams to elders because they yes. they were acknowledged for their heightened sense sense of intuition and exactly. um, it's uh, yes exactly. and it's it's a moon cycle but again there's so much shaming around menstruation there's so much it's considered dirty and disgusting That's and right. women are not allowed in temples when they bleed and uh, so in, it's an hour that's what i was that's what i was sort of uh trying to bring forward there exactly that right. that deep-seated shame that has gone on for generations and you know, mothers don't even know how to talk to their daughters about it without conveying, even nonverbally, that sense of shame. It's attitudinal, you know, because they were taught that it's something to be 
ashamed of. It's not fair. So the work of, of liberating that perspective from women uh, in your groups, etc., is of inestimable importance. I would really say that. I would really say yes. that. I, I really acknowledge you for for this kind of deep-seated work. I really do. And I also, if I may, add this other thought arena, which is about loneliness and listening. And we live, I mean, one of the reasons people feel lonely is they have no one to really listen to them or for them to even in turn have someone to listen deeply, listen to. So Mm -hmm. one is spinning around in one's own orbit yet surrounded by millions of people. It's like you said. It's, you know, it's very lonely in a big city, even though you're surrounded by millions of people because they're all into sort of their own space, their own thing. And these days, people plug up. I mean, even if you go on the subway or walk on the street, people have the little earbuds in their ear or they're staring at a little screen and they're oblivious to the world around them. So like, my God. God, how do you ever make contact? You have to like knock on their shoulders. Like, Hello, you know. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> anyone home? You know. But the yeah. listening part, and I, I very much get this from you, that that is a deep part of the groups that you that you facilitate, where people, women, really get to be heard, their story, their pain, their excitement. All of it. It's very cool. There's another point I actually would like to bring up, which is something very important. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't, I'm not sure. But it has been found through analysis and observation that when women are on, this is kind of bumping it up to another level, when women are on the boards of directors of corporations, those companies statistically do better and are more profitable than those companies where there is not a woman on the board. Hmm, interesting. powerful. Yeah, that's pretty powerful and very telling. So, you know, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it if you'd like, you know. (laughs) Pretty interesting. Yes, and it just shows the power of the heart. You know, because exactly with women, women, our heart is our missive center. That's how we relate to the world, right? This is our missive center. And And uh, the intuition, the feminine, women's intelligence, which God willing is different than men's intelligence. Yes. And men need that feminine uh, aspect too, you know. they need to experience woman in her heart. That's very nurturing to a man and right. very balancing for a man. That's why I'm not surprised so that true. results show that so when true. a woman is on uh, in charge of, you know, and, and belongs to board of directors, yeah. it softens the space. It brings that yin element, that heart element that is needed because heart is so magnifying. It's so beautiful. It's so big. And it can take a lot that, mind sometimes can't even comprehend so and that's just yin and yang balance we need that we need even you see people are not connecting with one another but we're not designed that way as human beings we design to belong we design to connect we design to be touched we design and what happens when we are not depression anxiety all this uh 
you know, worthlessness, uh, low self-esteem, right. all those factors right. start to come in when we don't connect with other people and we don't actually really allow our heart to be shown. Um, so, yeah, this, so is, this is powerful stuff. And so thank true. you for sharing those statistics and interesting sure. information and deep. Yeah, absolutely. In other words, I mean, kind of what I'm saying is that what you're doing in your groups, that deep nurturing, as women blossom and they go out into the world, the effect they have. Look at what's going on even in politics today, where the a woman's role is becoming increasingly desired, accepted, and important. And people are realizing that there have been women leaders, you know, Indira Gandhi, uh, in England. Well, I think she was a little too masculine <laughs> in London, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. But, you mm-hmm. know, in Israel and elsewhere, you know, women leaders are incredible in Africa, it's so mm-hmm. important in Philippines, right? Um, there yes. have been women presidents, prime ministers, etc., and uh, it goes well. It goes well for in many, many cases. So, the yes, uh, I, I feel like you're another way of putting what you're doing is you're sort of deconditioning or deprogramming women from generations of. <laughs> Feeling shame, like we're talking about, yeah, or guilt that's big. That's about, big. That's, about that's, pleasure, that's yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're you're making it okay. You're giving them permission to be their full feminine selves. And there aren't words, and there's no price that can be paid for that level of liberation. So it's truly moving. Yes, and it's truly moving. We need. We need we need that we need this kind we men need this we need this we need this healing right. we need to bring healing into the world like Dalai Lama says uh, the world will be healed by Western women <laughs> you know we we have the freedom uh-huh. oh that's interesting I didn't know that yeah yeah we have huh. the freedom in in our culture of expression where we can it's a luxury not the old people around the world have. Huh? That's so right. we can express, we can inspire, we can empower. We have social media that we can uh, use in, at our d- disposal and just, you know, post away and inspire and, and, and reach more women around the world. So, um, yeah, that freedom element is what also is very important in this work. And I feel that uh, at this point we have a responsibility to each other, to humanity, to our beautiful planet that is hurting right now, uh, mm-hmm. to to heal, to heal ourselves, and that's that's really that's true. a radical responsibility at this point. It's not an option anymore. Uh, we right. are evolving, and we are understanding that there's, you know, things have to be different. That men and women need to come together and create this beautiful yin and yang. Uh, balance. I always compare it to like a flamenco, uh, flamenco dancers, where mm-hmm. you see men come in and they create this rhythm and they um, play the instruments, uh, and the woman comes in and she starts synchronizing with her dance and and her singing, and they work together in this beautiful mm-hmm. creation of art. 
and no one yes. is overpowering anybody. Everybody has their role, and it's this, this beautiful harmony is created. It's this beautiful heart-opening uh, uh, sensation you feel when you watch this performances because yes. of this power of feminine and masculine coming together and creating together without the need to overpower one another and uh, to compete with one another. That's, that's where we're at. We're at war yeah. right now with one another. Right. And it was never meant really like true. this. It was never meant. And war of we the all trying to yeah, prove to each other yeah. who, who is more powerful, men or women. And the truth yeah. of the matter, at least in my opinion, no one is more powerful. We, we right. all here Both are powerful in different you. ways. Exactly. In yes. different ways yes. that are complementary when they're conscious. You know, and uh, like the fling, that's a beautiful image of the flamenco doing that. You know, mm-hmm. it truly is. It's uh, well, I want to just say you're you're. I really commend you for the work you're doing, and I I really hope that the people listening will uh, look you up and uh, you know take advantage of this beautiful work that you are offering the world. And I you know I just also should say that. You're making the bridge just now, basically, between the feminine and the planet is is so vitally important, Arena, because we think of, we consider Earth, Mother Earth, as yin, mm-hmm. and she is the mother of all creation, you know, she's the universal feminine, and we have, you know, Gaia, we have Pachamama, we have different mm-hmm. words to connote that yin intelligent energy known as the earth and what unfortunately so much of the yang energy has done is to extract from it and to harm it and to destroy it and this is really mm-hmm. the cradle of our survival and look at what yeah. men have largely I should say men have done and it's, it's, you know, you could really break down and cry. I have many times in contemplating yeah. what we have done. And so your work is very vital to, by extension, protecting the beauty um, and, and uh, sustainability of the ecosystem of Mother Earth. And I'm right there with you, babe. I'm telling you. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you yeah. for capturing it once again so beautifully. It is. Oh. We're not separate from this uh, beautiful planet no. and everything no. that she offers uh, to us. Uh, so many gifts. And I also would like to offer our listeners some tips for if that's okay, for dropping into please, the heart, absolutely. right? Because to, to yes, connect with do. Mother Earth, uh, to connect with ourselves, because that's where it starts. And these are very simple things you can do at home. And it's both for, you know, men and women. Uh, I usually teach it. Uh, this is the core of my teachings for women. But, again, anybody can do this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, we run uh, thoughts in our head, and we always in our head uh, with stress, with uh, overwhelming uh, responsibilities, everything we have to do, uh, all the anxiety, all the pressure. So everything is in our head, and we forget that the comfort that we need is truly 
it truly lies in our heart. So we need to connect yes. to our body, to our heart, to our presence. And how do we do that? Very simple. So there are four things that, we can, that can bring you back into your body and into your presence. One is breath. Second one is sound. Third one is touch. And this comes from Taoist teachings, a lot of ancient teachings of body wisdom also, where breath work, if you just allow yourself to sit still, expand your lungs, take a couple of deep breaths, uh, one technique that works well, inhaling on the count of four, holding on the count of two, and slowly exhaling on the count of eight, focusing on the exhale. Do, it, do that three, four, five times uh, a few times a day, and that will bring you into your body. And sound uh, uh, making, uh, let's say, in Taoist teachings, we have uh, heart sound, ha. So you can exhale with ha, and that creates like a long ha, creates a beautiful vibration in the body, raises your mood, ra- uh, elevates your consciousness, and uh, allows for that emotional release, that buildup that we hold inside and we're not releasing, right? And so is movement. Mm-hmm. That's the third element is movement. If you allow yourself to walk, to move your body, to stretch every day, to do yoga, attend um, a dance class, uh, anything that moves the energy or just put the music in your uh, apartment and just dance like nobody's watching. Just move your body, just (laughs) move, just shake. Like in Taoist practices, we shake, right? So we shake to to create that energy flow, to release and uh, to Mm -hmm. uplift our chi. So, yeah, and the last one is touch, and touch is incredible. It stimulates production of beautiful hormones in our system and Mm -hmm. keeps us healthy, keeps us balanced. If you don't have a partner, you can always uh, go get a massage at least once a month. You have to get a massage. You need to be touched. You need to be nourished with a touch. We do some uh, self-massage, which you also Taoist practices with the self-massage and um, nourishing partner practices in our women's circles as well. If you're in New York mm-hmm. area, you're a woman, you're always welcome to attend and try it out. Usually everyone loves mm-hmm. it and everyone feels very comfortable. And so, so those four elements, breath, sound, touch, and movement will bring you back into your body into the present moment, connecting to your heart, connecting to your breath, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So beautiful. I really appreciate your sharing that with our audience. That really will inspire people and build community right there. And, right there. <laughs> so that's beautiful. Thank you for bringing the ancient Chinese Taoist practices to the foreground, the five healing touches, and sounds, I mean, et cetera. It's um, of great value. It's of great value. You You gave us a taste of the kind of thing that goes on in your workshops and in your your groups. So it, it was direct. That's great. Yes, yes. You're welcome. It's, it's my pleasure. Wonderful. Truly, thank you. Thank you. 
So listen, uh, please, if you would, give your uh, website and then maybe your Facebook group again. And um, if you have, uh, those are the ways, I guess, people could get in touch with you. Or do you want them to contact you by email as well? Whatever you'd like. Yeah, so uh, my my uh, website is very uh, simple name, fragrantwellness.com. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, it comes from my uh, also aromatherapy background. Uh, again, it's sure. www.fragrantwellness.com, one word. And you will find all my classes, links to my courses, online courses there that I've created, uh, all my publications, blog, everything is in there. Okay. Uh, also, I'm very active on Instagram. Again, my, my Instagram oh, name yes. is fragrantwellness. At Fragrant Wellness, it's the same name, so you, you don't get confused. And yes. I post a lot of inspiration, a lot of inspirational content, a lot of stories. So do follow me on Instagram at Fragrant Wellness. And if you're interested to be part of uh, this community, regardless if you're in New York or in other parts of the world, you are welcome to join. And, uh, again, the name of the group is La Femme Rose, Conscious Women Community. Also, there's links to it on my Instagram page and on my website. And uh, you can always, my emails on my website, if you have a question or you want to connect with me, definitely use that uh, um, avenue all the information is there. Beautiful. Harasho, as we say in the old language. Harasho. Spasibu ad yakya. Pardon my bad pronunciation <laughs> of my Ukrainian. But we share the blood of the Ukrainians. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you again. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. It's nice. You're welcome. It's nice. Please keep up this great work. It's really a gift to the planet, and uh, as I wrote in the newsletter, and uh, I really mean it, and I, I'm so glad to have you on and sharing your intelligence, your heartfulness, and your wisdom with our audience. So thank you again. Thank you for this opportunity, and I just want to wish you, Mitchell, and um, all the listeners lots of love, healing, lots of joy, lots of pleasure, and lots of presence mm, that's beautiful. in their lives and, and uh, beautiful connections with self first and with others in their lives. God bless. That's beautiful. Arena yes. Devi, thank you again for being a guest today, and I uh, hope to speak with you soon. Yes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye now. Irina Devi is doing this beautiful work. Women's pleasure coach. Isn't that a fantastic phrase? Fantastic phrase. And she's based in New York, although she, through her Facebook groups, reaches out far and wide. So those of you in India and the Philippines and uh, Mexico and everywhere in Europe and Canada that listen in here, South Africa, you know, you can really be part of her work and uh, it would be wise to do so because it's very obvious for those listening that uh, she's really generating a lot of healing, a lot of empowerment and a lot of upliftment. 
So on that note, I want to just thank all of you for listening. Uh, let people know about A Better World and uh, come to our website, www.abetterworld.tv. That's abetterworld.tv and sign up for our free newsletter, which lets you know who will be our guests on the weekly radio show, sometimes more than we And our weekly TV show aired in Manhattan every Monday evening at 7 p.m. And, of course, that you can watch on TV in New York City, in Manhattan. And you can watch through our website on the upper right-hand corner where it says Click to Watch. Just get there a few minutes before 7 Eastern Standard Time on Mondays, and you can tune in and see what's going on on A Better World to create a better world right there. So this is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. Please uh, come and visit us anytime, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you.